All right, folks. Well, you you knew I was going to come on here looking like this today. Um, not not how I wanted things to go. Okay, I'm going to get things. I'm going to I'm going to start this off. Welcome to Game Over Calgary, by the way. This is a hockey show. This is a Calgary Flames show. You can see the threads I'm wearing. It's been a fucking horrible day for me. Horrible day for me. One of the worst days for me as a sports fan. And um, we're going to talk about something. <laughs> we're going to talk about something bad later. But I was going to make this show ugly Christmas sweater themed. But then I remembered I don't own any LA Dodgers jerseys, merch, hats, anything like that. So I decided it was going to be beautiful sweater day and uh, show my support for the Toronto Blue Jays on a day where the message I want to send right now, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump off Otani in a second. I'm on my high horse right now. It's going to be a fucking emotional show. Journalistic integrity is gone and we need that to come back. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. We're going to break this thing down. It's uh, Audie James, James Johnson joining me today uh, in the co-host chair. Um, obviously, you know how I'm feeling today, pal, but, uh, but how are you? On this uh, on this day in which the Calgary Flames played a two o'clock p.m. Uh, start for some reason on Hockey Night Canada, yeah. how, how are you? Uh, how are you first and foremost? Well, thank you for uh, welcoming me back on to this wonderful program. And luckily, I guess luckily I'm not a baseball fan, so my heart oh, you should be thankful isn't completely on the floor and shattered. And <laughs> I guess I can, but like I'm. I'm the probably the least baseball fan out there, you could say. Like I don't care about the sport at all. And I was like following this like Tawny playing and everything yesterday on Twitter <laughs> or X or whatever it's called nowadays. And I was like all in on this. I was like, this is a this is crazy. So yeah, I you know I'm doing better than you are, even though because really, I mean, I kind of expect disappointment with the flames, so when they lose it's it is what but. it is. Yeah. No, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bombard this with Otani talk as Charlie uh, uh, from from Game Over Ottawa, who's a fellow Blue Jays fan, is in the chat as well. Uh, who I'm sure him and I are both in the same boat when it comes to how we're feeling today. But that w- that all took place thankfully before this Flames game because if this happened during the Flames game, I would I would be in tears, crying on the floor uh, after what we had to witness the Calgary Flames do today. I keep, I'll keep wanting to say tonight, but it was an afternoon game. What well, we witnessed the Flames do today, and then the Otani uh, BS. But before we get any further, a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, save your comments and questions for the end of the show. Uh, we will do our press conference where you can ask myself or JJ any questions related to the Calgary Flames, hockey, Shohei Otani, <laughs> baseball, whatever you want to make it about. We'll talk about it here on Game Over Calgary. So save that for the end. And without further ado, let's break this thing down from the Calgary Flames tonight. Okay, before this game even started, uh, a couple of things. Walker Dewar out with the flu. Uh, was I can't remember who else is out with the flu. Um, Pospisil, I think. Pospisil, yeah. Pospisil out with the flu. Markstrom is, I think, week to week. So we saw the recall in Matt Coronado, who got to start tonight, which is cool. And... Um, uh, Dustin Wolf started this hockey game, which was uh, which was a surprise. Ooh. Oh, which was a surprise to most because Dan Vladar was in the starters net yesterday. 
Um, so we get to see more of the, uh, I think this was his fourth game, uh, second loss in his career as a Calgary Flame. So uh, a welcome surprise. We love Wolfie. We, we, we love the youth injection. Um, what do you think? Obviously the Flames lose this one 4-2. Uh, to two. Um, What did you think about Wolfie's performance tonight? <laughs> I think uh, tonight was like the perfect welcome to – being a goaltender and playing for the Calgary Welcome to playing for the Flames. <laughs> because like the New Jersey's third goal, I would say that was that one that one was on him, just giving it away uh, yeah. to Holtz there on the Devils. But I mean the first two goals, one goes off of Coleman, I believe, and the other one goes off of the greatest flame of all time, Dylan Dubé. Um love love that guy. The Dubé one was the one in which Wolf coughed up. The second goal, two goals were at fault for Blake Coleman tonight. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, But on the Dustin Wolf front, aside from that blunder on the third goal, I think he played pretty well. I think we're starting to kind of see he's, he's getting a little bit more experience at the, at the pro, obviously AHL's pro, but we know how much people say it's a different game. Uh, compared to the NHL. He's getting that taste of NHL hockey. He's getting that taste of the NHL life. He's getting that taste of NHL shots, the pace, all that fun stuff. And, you know, I didn't get to watch the last game against Carolina. I was at a dinner for my uh, my brother's girlfriend graduating uh, nursing school, so I didn't get to watch that one. Um, but from what I understand is he looked pretty good in a comeback win there. And again, tonight looked uh, looked not out of place like i i don't really know how would you describe how wolfie was tonight yeah like he had jack hughes's number for sure like yeah he did. i don't know how many shots hughes had but it, it was at least like four or more and like every time just the utmost swagger didn't even move once he stopped hughes it was and it's it's good to see the flames kind of giving wolf a little bit of a, a leash here and just you know show us what you are you've done everything possible mm-hmm. and more in the past whatever three or four years since you've been drafted so now it's like hey let's keep her going and prove to us that you are this incredible goaltender of the future and maybe you will move dan vladar and make room for you full-time when Markstrom comes back, maybe I would move, do. Maybe you even move Markstrom. Who knows? Hey, yo, crazy for Cocoa Puffs out That's here. That's some galaxy brain shit, JJ. Who knows? Um, but honestly, I, I I agree with you. The, the 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 one point I wanted to touch on in talking about Dustin Wolf is a possible goaltending conundrum here in Calgary. Not a battle for the crease, but three guys who can play. Um, your young guy who you've drafted and developed into the AHL goaltender of the year and has won every accolade, you know, except for like the, 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 the Calder cup and all that good stuff has won every accolade along the way. Y- you got to make room for those guys. And I don't know. I just think that Dustin Wolf is putting on a pretty impressive, uh, showcase as to why he probably shouldn't be, uh, sent back down to AHL Calgary. I know it's a week-to-week thing for Jacob Markstrom. A lot can change in weeks-to-weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you think that 
by the time Markstrom's ready to come back, do, is it is it time to like nut up or shut up if you're Craig Conroy and start maybe thinking about giving an expanded role to Dustin Wolf, like not send him back down and possibly move on from a Jacob Markstrom or a, I, I think Dan Vladar is the easier one to move. And yeah. um, obviously I think Markstrom's here, whether everybody likes it or not for, for the duration of that contract. Um, do you think that you think that's going to be something they're going to have to come to terms with pretty soon here? Yeah. And I mean, even if they really wanted to mm-hmm. now trading Zadorov, they have the cap space to go with three goalies on the roster if they really want to. I know Good. Montreal's doing that this year. Buffalo was doing it for a while. Like there's a couple other teams as well. Now I don't think that's generally like the best way to do things because you just no. have one guy that's be it practices or games is just not there. So hopefully it kind of lights the fire under Conroy to send Vladar to la or something i know their scouts were watching the flames a couple times maybe seattle like there's 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 destinations there's places he could go um yeah i think that might be something imminent uh to use a word from john morosi who reported that shohei otani was imminently on the way to uh to toronto um that man boo boo and hiss boo boo we have to make light of it otherwise i'm gonna go fucking crazy on this show i might do it in the third segment when we talk about the bad shit that we saw tonight um but i do want to segue into something that was good and that was the start that this calgary flames team had that first period was i put out a tweet i said who is this team like what 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 is this calgary flames team and you know this first that first period was was something else it was high pace lots of pressure lots of possession something that the flames notoriously struggle with is is possession keeping the puck uh they were good at that turnovers that they were forcing on new jersey they were they were forcing new jersey to turn the puck over in the in 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 the d in their in sorry new jersey's d zone and in the neutral zone um which goes back to that pressure and how they were able to uh, to force those turnovers. One of, if not the best, I don't know, 15 minutes of that period was was stellar. One of the best 15 minutes of Flames hockey I uh, I've been able to watch this season. What what say you about that first period? Yeah, it was. Uh, I want again, like I don't know if it was their best period, but it was damn close. If it wasn't their best, like it was. A complete 180 of everything we've seen over the past what like three weeks where they just like don't show up for the first and then show up with like 10 minutes left in the third and then tonight we see who, who are these guys like yeah they're all over the ice and then again they just kind of take their foot off the gas until like five minutes left in the third and that's i guess that's kind of what this team is i don't know they just love not playing the second period, I guess. But it was a nice change to today, not tonight. Today, today. yeah, today. Don't don't you forget that it was a today to game. See, to see them play so well in in the first, and I don't know if that was like an injection of Coronado on that line with Kadri and Zari or whatever it was. And they look good in that first period too. They look damn. They look damn good in that first period. They were they were buzzing. Um, and then of course 
there's that beautiful shift from Sharon Govich on the penalty kill. Uh, wins that one-on-one puck battle in the neutral zone. Goes the other way. Scores shorthanded. Because, of course, Igor Sharon Govich scored against his former team. Um, but I keep saying it about Sharon Govich. Starting to kind of find his way and fit in on this team, hey? Yeah, and like exactly what the flame should be doing going forward he traded a guy who i loved and was the only reason that Tyler I got Foley. Through... <laughs> yeah the only reason i got through last season was waiting to post the damn boy clip but you trade a guy you don't give him whatever a six-year or seven-year extension or whatever he wanted and you trade him for a draft pick and somebody who's 25 perfect Keep doing that, Conroy. Keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. And like Sharon Govich's shot is insane. We've seen it in like shootouts and he's got really nice hands. Little dipsy doodle on the on the PK today for the goal. That was nice. So like I'm not gonna I'm not expecting him to be Tyler Toffoli, like seventy three points or whatever Toffoli had last year, but solid twenty five, twenty five guy, maybe. If you're playing on the Flames' top line, I yeah. can see him. kills penalties. Yeah, um, he does a lot of does a lot of things, man. You know, does a lot of things, kind of like how Shohei Otani can pitch and hit, and he hits bombs. Uh, he can do it all. Can Igor Sharangovich? And it's nice to see him kind of find his his stride. It was a bit of a slow start for uh, for seventeen in red, uh, the best seventeen I've seen in recent memory to ever play for the Calgary Flames. Um, And (laughs) we won't talk about that fucking bum. Um, But uh, it's nice to see that he's finally kind of hitting that stride. I don't know if it's finding that chemistry looking good. And, you know, I I don't really know what finally clicked. It's it's something that I think everybody's been waiting to happen to Huberto as well. That just hasn't quite happened uh, exactly yet. But... um, yeah, it's it's good to see that, especially because uh, of of the player in which they gave up to acquire him, um, and 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 on the bright side, no Tyler Toffoli goal tonight. <laughs> you you almost you, uh, tell me you had the video queued up at least. You you were gonna oh, post that it. shit. <laughs> I had it in the drafts. Like if I know you, scored, you did. I was definitely posting it. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I know. Damn boy. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you were going to have that lined up, and uh, we almost saw it in, on the empty net. He freaking wanted that one, man. <laughs> he he just that, turned and fired. He wanted that goal against the Flames. Um, when that happened, I was like, all right, like the game's over. Like, let me post the video, man. I was actually, <laughs> to be honest, like I was, I was going to be fine if that goal went in just because I could have posted the video. But Yeah, yeah, fishing for engagements. That's the James Johnson, hey, James Johnson way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was an unnecessary drive-by. Okay, um, this second period was one in which, and you could almost, well, not almost, you can say from the second period on was was not what the first period brought. As this game went on, the Flames progressively were getting worse and worse and worse. And why wouldn't they? When have we seen a full 60 from this team in recent memory? God damn, man, this Never? was a... This was a fucking perfect first period. It was awesome. You kill a penalty. You get a goal on the penalty kill. You look engaged. You're dictating the pace of play. Possession. 
turnovers. You got it all. You're getting good saves from from what Wolf got, which wasn't a whole lot of high danger stuff. But like you said, he had uh, I almost said Luke Hughes. He had Jack Hughes' number all game, all game. That was the definition of. Let's take that and do that for 40 more fucking minutes. But they took their foot off the gas, as they notoriously do. They just yeah. let it fly by the wayside, and all of a sudden, they allow the Devils to come back. The Devils probably, you know, maybe could have came back on their own, but they just opened the door and said, here you go. Here you <laughs> go. This is, this is, this, take, take this game. It's one nothing. You guys have the lead. Just or we have the lead. Just go ahead and take it. Just take it. Two it's points, all yours, baby. They're all yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want those two points? You just, just have them. You can, you could just have them. It was an entertaining game, and I know people will push back and say, "Yeah, you know what? At least the game was fun to watch." Yeah, maybe a little bit, but mostly it was dog shit. Yeah. Like, uh, had it not been for that first period, this would have been a fucking horrible game from the Flames. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I've come to expect now this season. Like, I have zero expectations. I don't care if they win or lose. And I know people don't like me for that. They're like, you're, you're a fan. You have to cheer for this team to win every goddamn day. And I'm like, I like I, I don't – like, they're not going to – maybe they make the playoffs. I don't think – like, they're not – gonna go anywhere they're not mm -hmm. gonna tank even though that would be kind of cool but that's with the roster i know it's not conceivable and it makes me sad even though i desperately want it to happen so they're just kind of again they're just kind of stuck in this mushy, mushy middle. middle it's it's what they love it's like and yeah like i just I've come to expect it now this season, especially like with their start. And it's too bad because it's a shame. This fan base is incredibly passionate and they know a lot about hockey. Well, most of them, some Don't of give them. give everybody too much credit. We yeah, are all on Twitter and see it. <laughs> some of them, including myself, could learn a few things. Me but, too. You know. We could all. <laughs> um, yeah, like aside from like 20 seconds into this second period, having that chance from Jonathan Huberto, which how the fuck did he miss that? How the hell did he miss that? Uh, you could have put my grandma on skates and I bet you she would have put that in. I don't, did, did yeah. Banachek get a piece of it or was it just a whiff? Yeah, he whiffed. It was it. a complete whiff. It was a one. Dylan Dubé on the two-on-one, absolutely biffs it <laughs> on the open net. It's falled over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no like, that, that aside from that, the second period was fucking horseshit for the Flames. Um, gotta say, probably the worst game I've seen from Blake Coleman in recent memory. Yeah, which and which like, which was like uncharacteristic because he's kind of been pretty solid for the most part of this year. Him and Mackenzie Weger, I think, are like the and AJ Greer, I guess, a little bit too. Like those are the only guys that like consistently game in and game out. You're like. I actually enjoy watching this guy play hockey, right? Like I know he's giving him his all every shift and mm -hmm. it's a nice change for those two guys because everybody else that has had a career year or signed a big contract has gotten their money and just kind of kicked the feet up. 
I don't know. Taking taking a little taking a little bit of a nap on the ice or doing their cardio, whatever, you know, Kadri, Mangiapani, Huberto, Huberto times like eight. Yeah. That guy's fr like I, I want him to be successful and but it's it's it's, it's tough. tough. Like, like it's tough sledding. Everybody wants to root for Jonathan Huberto. Everybody right. wants him to be good. But I don't think he's ever – I've said it on the show many times. I don't think he's ever going to be that $10.5 million player in which nope. he is signed for. Um, but, yeah, bad bad game. Two goals probably off the – like, you know, two of the two of the four goals were directly related to something that Blake Coleman did mm-hmm. in the defensive zone to cause a turnover – to allow a goal less than 15 seconds later. And, you know, he makes one smarter move on each of those plays. Probably a different outlook in this game. I would I would hope a different outlook in this game. I can't say that with full certainty because I know this team and I know you know this team. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the first one was he couldn't clear it, turns the puck over in his own end, he sure ties it. The next one was he tried to clear it again from behind the net. But, like, just the most lackadaisical attempt to clear, and it pinballs off of 20 shins, Harvey the Hound's tongue, <laughs> and the beer guy's fucking glasses, and 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 bounces in off of Jesper Bratt. Um, but, yeah, that's just, uh, that's just a less-than-ideal game from Blake Coleman, and, and it's, uh, it was costly tonight. Yeah, a very rare off game for the guy. Like, I think he shouldn't be the Flames MVP or, like, best player every night. No. Has been. And that's, like, super awesome that he has been, but also super. What does it tell you about the rest of the team? Yeah. That he has been, like, if he put this effort on, like, any other team's third line, like, cup contender, right? Mm -hmm. It's if if the Flames had elite talent, and then the depth that they have, Chef's kiss. But but they don't. Know. Alas, alas, <laughs> <laughs> alas. Oh, uh, what was that one word? I'm gonna bring it up. What was the one word that you thought you were spelling correct the whole time? Touche. Touche. Hey, no, I'm gonna put it in the chat how JJ thought touche oh, was man. spelt and uh and how it's actually spelt. Uh because I <laughs> I thought you were being a smart ass as you sometimes are. Oh, and all the time. All uh, I thought you were just <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of your touche conundrum, but <laughs> Uh, that was like, uh, and, like, oh, man. oh man i went back and like searched that on my profile and i've been saying it for like, <laughs> oh touche touche uh, um so <laughs> i had to bring it up i'm sorry um <laughs> i love it i love it and the woes didn't stop in the second period let's go to the, if we go to the third period another horrible turnover another turnover that leads to a goal I feel like a goddamn broken record. Every time I come on Game Over Calgary, whether it's last season, 
the season before that, it's the same fucking bullshit every single time that leads to the same bullshit every single time. The Flames start hot. Hell yeah. Put your money on the Flames. Cup, win a cup, win a cup, lift it up. And then the second period is like, yeah, they could have been a little bit better. And then the third period is a fart. A, just a big old fart from the Calgary Flames. Because another one, that's the, that's the one you talked about. That was the Dustin Wolf one, who looked great all night. And then he just fucking leads that pass a little bit too far uh, out of the reach of, I think it was Noah Hannafin. And I don't remember which devil corrals the puck and then puts it towards the... If if Dylan Dubé wasn't standing right there, it would have probably missed six feet wide of the net. But of course, the most useful Calgary Flame of the 2023-2024 season uh, uh, ends up bouncing off of him and in the back of the net to make it 3-1 to one for the Devils. But, you know, I ask myself, I, I look at a play like that and I say, man, what you going to Dylan Dubé about it? Because sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles uh, for the Calgary Flames. But, yeah, not uh, not the best, eh? Not the best. No, not the best. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see the, the cardio king with his uh, goal in the Blasty jersey. Just didn't happen for the right <laughs> I didn't team. didn't even think of that, yeah. Yeah, that so, was you know, that was gotta, tough. Gotta give the guy credit. He he did score, just not meaningfully and in the wrong net. But hey, you know, shout outs shout outs to him. He did something ish. Yeah, nothing uh, nothing uh, nothing, uh, nothing that yeah. nothing that was productive and that's kind of been unfortunately the Dylan Dubé MO this season is just how piss poor he has been. And I, 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 I gotta think they gotta healthy him or something. Like the the guy has no value. You can't trade him. I see people throw, I see people throw Dylan Dubé in fucking trade proposals for the Flames as if he's goddamn fucking like Nikita Kucherov or like Connor McDavid. Like people throw Dylan Dubé in as if he's the sweetener in a deal. Like, this guy has negative trade value. You're not going to get fuck all for him. Sweet shit you're going to get for Dylan Dubé. Um, but he's also doing... He's, he's also providing you with negative impact on the ice. Night in and night out. He has been horrendous. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm going to go off a little bit on him because I think I've pussyfooted around it for the better part of this start of this season where... You know, ah, maybe he'll find it. Um, he's not. He's it's it's gone, man. It's gone. I don't think it's ever coming back. Throw and, throw his ass in the press box and make him pay for being fucking horrible. Yeah, like they put him, I think, everywhere in on every line, every position. It's like it's like Sam Bennett, but Dylan Dubé's had an opportunity in yeah. like the top six, right? And yeah, it's, it's just it just hasn't worked and shout outs to hockey viz and uh mika who greatest hockey analytics source out there does awesome and, uh, awesome stuff dylan dubé rates out right now is like the worst individual impact in the entire league just like an absolute donkey in his own end and 
I don't know, like a, a starfish in his own end, like just does nothing. No offense yeah. to the starfishes out there, but yeah, if this if this show is being broadcast in Bikini Bottom, I'm sure you're gonna have some haters. But aside from that, you're not wrong. The guy is a fucking boat anchor, and like you mentioned, that's the one thing that pisses me off the most is that he's been given opportunity and he still does nothing with it. Um, that's different to the Sam Bennett thing. That's why people were so upset about Sam Bennett's time in Calgary was that he never got the chances. He never got the shot. Mind you, he never really did much in his own favor to kind of warrant those mm-hmm. chances. But at least, you know, Dylan Dubé is getting those chances despite doing the same bullshit. Not showing that he belongs in the top six. Getting top six minutes, getting top six chances, getting looks with the better looks on this team um, and still pisses it away like it's nothing. So in my humblest of opinions on this program in which we vent about the Calgary Flames, I think it's time for the for, for him to get on the popcorn diet a little bit here. And um, I don't know take some time up there the same way that Shohei Otani wasted all of the Toronto Blue Jays fans time by signing with the LA Dodgers. Um, I think, I think that's kind of where it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to have to lead for, for uh, young, not so young Dylan Dubé. Does he get claimed if he's put on no, waivers? I don't think so. I, like, Nashville has a lot of cap space. May that's like the only team I was like, maybe they take them. You think the Sharks but, take them or something like a dog shit? Like did it? But th- that's the thing is like, I don't think, like I think there's Dylan Dubé's on every team. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like there's guys like Dylan Dubé on every single. T- he's not. He's not a commodity. He doesn't move the needle. Maybe he's, a reclamation project yeah. for free. I don't know, but I yeah. also don't think that's there. I mean, like, and if he does get claimed, like, I'll take that 2.3 million in cap space. And, like, an even bigger thing is just the fact that the Flames wouldn't extend him. <laughs> that would be really nice. Yeah. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be upset if he got claimed. And if he goes, if he goes unclaimed, maybe he just turns it around on the Wranglers. I don't know. Or he like, just becomes a career AHL guy. People that that happens all the time. Look at look at like Max Comtois. That was a mm-hmm. relatively high pick, kind of similar player to Dylan Dubé, who is younger, but is playing in the AHL. Like he he yeah. he had a PTO with Vegas this year. I don't even remember where he ended up signing. Uh, I don't I think don't he remember. signed with Vegas. I don't remember, but either way, he's playing. He's playing in the American League right now. Yeah. Right? Th- yeah. Those guys th- that it happens to guys. Like it happens to. To player to he's a fringe player is what he is and he's probably maybe he's a, a first call up in the American Hockey League if you need a guy and and that's fine but I I just don't know what what it's gonna take for him to turn it around or what more the Flames want to try with him before they explore other options because he's definitely not uh, doing himself any favors so. Yeah, I, I I truly don't know. Um let's hit the presser here. It's it's been a it's been a taxing show for 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 me. It's been a taxing day for me. It's been a taxing afternoon for you to have to watch this Calgary Flames team. Um thirty one people in the chat. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh now is your time. You would have seen uh the message from the lovely SDPN 
gold badge in the uh, in the chat to get your press conference questions in. Myself and James Johnson, my lovely guest from the win column, uh, will answer them to the best of our abilities. It could be Calgary Flames related. It could be Toronto Blue Jays and Shohei Otani related. It could be anything related. But get your questions in and we will answer them as we see them. Okay, this one from David. Let's see. Dubé and June will become a restricted free agent with Arbright's should the Flames or to whoever he, team he gets traded or claimed, give him a QO. Do you see the Flames giving him a QO? The Flames should not give him a qualifying offer. You First just and mentioned foremost. Max Comtois. That's a guy that I think was owed like two, a little bit above $2 million in a qualifying offer, and Anaheim was like, no, see you later. That's Anaheim, too. That's a rebuilding team. That- team. And had like whatever fifteen million in cap space at the time or whatever it was, and they're like, no thanks, like nah. Yeah, no, I, I I'm right there with you. I I don't think the Flames should. Would I be surprised if they do? Probably not. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised probably. if they did. They look at look at all the faith they have in him right now. There's got to be somebody in the yeah. American League that could come in and 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 replace Dylan Dubé. At least make him. At least, like, do make the call. Like, you probably don't even have to make the call up. If 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 Dewar is healthy and uh, Pospisil's healthy, you don't even really have to make a call up. You just put him in the press box and fucking let him think about his actions for a little bit. You don't even yeah. really have to do. It's it's the easiest solution. What does Huska see that we don't, JJ? Well, you know, he is the the fittest flame every summer. So, oh yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's the fittest flame. Oh, and he, that, does, he does. That's surprising because he's also the fucking laziest flame that I've seen this year. So <laughs> coming from my fat ass, that should that should mean something. <laughs> fucking hell. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Matt C, has anyone ever done numbers on pulling the goalie? It seems to me maybe mm. it maybe adds a 5% chance of scoring, but a 95% chance of conceding the empty netter. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but you could be right. But even then, like, wouldn't you rather, like, if you're losing the game anyways, wouldn't you rather have a 5% better chance to score? Like, I don't know. what do you, like, yeah. I, I get what you're I, saying. I, I get what you're saying, Matt, because it seems as though you're right. The chances of, of, of pulling, especially with the Calgary Flames, who are notedly so stellar with the extra man, um, <laughs> that is pure and utter sarcasm for those who missed it horrible on the power play um yeah if you're already gonna lose the game or or, or you're losing the game what what's an extra five percent right you stay you, yeah. you, you stay playing offense it's an interesting uh i don't know if anybody's done a study on that or something but it would definitely be interesting to look at mm-hmm. my thing is i don't get why teams don't pull their goalie when there's like i think I think it was the second period and Calgary had a face-off in the offensive zone with like 2.2 seconds left. And I was like, yeah, in NHL 24, I pulled the goal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 2.2 seconds. You get the extra man. Why not? Like in that case, even if New Jersey wins the face-off and gets the shot off, there's no way the puck's going in in those two seconds. Right. I don't know why teams don't do that, but it's definitely an interesting thing to think about the whole the whole tender pull thing like does calgary tie it up if new jersey doesn't score the empty netter i don't know but yeah, yeah 
it does, I, it does give you an advantage. You have an extra guy out there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Um, Nate, what's up, brother? Our, our pal Nate Thomas in the chat. It's Jersey Night at Work tonight. Do I wear the Atlanta Flames 2011 Heritage Classic or 2023 Flames Heritage Classic jersey? I'm vetoing Atlanta. <laughs> All right. Right off the right. hop. Um, I'm very partial to 2011 Flames Heritage Classic. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I love I'm it. Like, I'm like, it's a Heritage Classic jersey. Like you're, They're literally wearing it once, and then now it's just like a cool keepsake. Like, yeah. And I, like, I don't think it looked like terrible like it's definitely not the best flames jersey by any means no i agree their heritage classic jersey this year was albeit a little bit on the boring end but i think it looked fantastic i do too now now the toss-up is between the 2011 or this year now see it depends what you're going for if you're going for like i want to be in your face and i want everybody to look at me you're going with 2011 but if you're going in like i want to look stylish and like clean and kind of fancy then you're gonna go 2023 i think i think you swayed me yeah 2023 i think can go with a lot of outfits is what jj's trying to say you could you could style it to the way you you want to style it which please makes no please sense. do not take fashion advice for from me though just yeah just... i literally live in sweatpants i have the same pair of black jeans that i wear everywhere and i'm fucking wearing a jay's jersey right now my my, my wardrobe is horrible just horrible i have t i've this plain white t-shirt i probably wear more than i wear anything else plain black t-shirts same shit don't take fashion advice from me don't take fashion well jj is fashionable you can take it from him um uh we'll take one more wolf got the l in tonight's game do you put vladar in net next game or do you go wolf again uh i'll start i think that they're gonna go vladar um they probably want to keep both guys pretty fresh with markstrom out for week to week basis or whatever Uh, i don't think they want to let any one goalie sit for too long i see this being a 1a 1b situation going forward until Markstrom returns. So I think that we see Vladar next game. Yeah, I can't remember. I know it's a back-to-back, and I know it's Colorado and Vegas. I don't know which is the back-to-back, but I would say probably Vladar the first game, Wolf the second game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Vegas is a little bit more intimidating of a building, but, I mean, Wolf... Wolf's got Wolf's got a little bit of swag. He's got that so swag. He's got that dog in him. Literally. Oh, like, he's good. <laughs> like he could uh, do his little jumps and stuff at before the game and press the Vegas crowd. Like I think that could, I think that could go hard. That could be a little bit of a confidence builder too. Um, hey, this is this is the kind of environment, you know, where you you gotta nut up or shut up and. And uh, maybe it's an, an experience builder for him. Okay, um, that'll do it for our presser. That'll do it for our stream. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, JJ. I know it was a last-minute thing. Thanks for uh, for hopping on, man. It's uh, it's always appreciated when uh, when you join in, even if it's on the heels of a loss, which we see more often than not on this show. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, where can the people find you? Tell them what you're up to. The floor is yours. 
Instagram and Twitter at James Johnson YYC, and then I write mostly mean things about the Calgary Flames <laughs> on win, the windcolumn.ca or at windcolumncgy on X. I keep, I always call it Twitter, but it is now X, and I still hate that. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Lots of good stuff. And yeah, I know people like to think I'm. I'm like this reporter covering the flames. I'm just a fan who writes about them. Please do not assume anything else about me. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Journalistic integrity is lost, JJ, and it's all your yeah. fault. Yeah. It's all, uh, it's all my... You can follow me on Twitter at Audie James. You can follow SDPN on Twitter at SDPN Sports. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. We are on the road to 100,000 subscribers here at SDPN. We're so close. Just over 97,000 right now. Uh, so if you, t if you tell a friend and you tell two friends and they tell three friends, we'll build a pyramid scheme of people <laughs> subscribing to SDPN. And then we'll be at higher than, than 100,000. And we need to get there. So we need your help. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Like the video. We will... Uh, oh, I guess I should probably tell you when the next game over is because that would be very uh, irresponsible of me as the host of this show. Um Okay, so the next game over Calgary will be on Monday uh, when the Calgary Flames take on the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado. Peter Klein will have your post game here on the SDPN Sports YouTube channel. You can follow him on Twitter at PrimetimeKlein to see all those updates. Until then, folks, stay safe. It was nice to see you. Um, the Dodgers suck. Shohei Otani broke my heart. The Calgary Flames stink. This has been Game Over Calgary uh, on SDPN Sports. Thanks for tuning in.